Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or, or his mother, whatever you would have gained from me is Corban, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. Thank you. privilege of taking my mask off this morning. Thanks for having me for a speaker this morning. And uh, thanks for giving me a passage to, to start with. Huh? Uh, when you speak, uh, the, the hardest part is to choose a passage most of the time. But uh, I had this passage. And, and I was very excited when I read that uh, passage uh, three, four weeks ago. I like when, um, when Jesus answers uh, the Pharisees and the scribes. He always has the, the right answer right away. It's like in a movie almost. Huh? Natalie, you chose a very good uh, uh, psalm to read uh, this morning. I, I can see that you read the text, uh, obviously, and uh, uh, the, the songs also were pretty good. So everything is good with the song, the, the sound here? 
the back. Okay. So, um, as a segue to uh, introduce the, the, the passage this morning, um, I've read an article this morning in the, in the CBC News on my cell phone. And uh, when I pick uh, the regions, I often pick uh, Calgary because I have three kids there. So, uh, um, so I pick uh, the Calgary region and uh, there, there was an article about uh, Fairview Baptist Church. Unfortunately, that's not a good thing. Uh, this church is, is pretty much down the road uh, from the church where I used to be uh, attending and where my kids are still uh, attending there. And um, it's a, uh, the article says uh, about the pastor there, they, they actually locked down the church uh, because they, they were going away from all the uh, health and safety uh, guidelines from uh, the province. So they had to, uh, to lock, the, lock down the church. And uh, uh, the pastor said that like this, something like this. He says, uh, obeying uh, COVID-19 health and safety guidelines is disobeying the Lord himself. Eh? So I don't think that's right. Most fortunately, uh, most of the churches there are following the guidelines in Alberta. So that was uh, the end of the, the story there. But that, that's not a good thing. And, um, and I think it's kind of a, a little bit of a legalistic approach there to think like that personally. Uh, maybe you're some from another uh, opinion there, but it's, it's kind of a, a way to, uh, to say, well, um, I want to do it my way. Yeah? And uh, the Lord does not like these kind of things necessarily. Uh, let me ask you a few questions here. Um, if I look at you often here in, in the audience, it's because there's only five, six persons, so I don't feel too bad about that. So, but let me ask you a few questions. Have you ever had fingers pointed at you for not abiding by someone's way of pleasing and following God? Probably yes. I'm, when, uh, I mean, and I, we talked about it a lot, and uh, we came up with a few uh, examples, and I'm going to share that with you. Uh, worse than that also, have you, especially as a Christian, um, tried to impose your way of pleasing and following God on someone? Um, that's not a good thing. The way we dress, the way we, uh, where, when we, we are at church, you know, we have to be there this, 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 and this day, sometimes imposed on us. What are we doing with our Sundays, with our time? Uh, what we eat, what we drink? how we raise our kids, uh, the way we cut our hair, all, thing, all sorts of things like that, and the list goes on and on. Huh? Uh, some Christians told us one day, Irene and I, they told Irene, actually, I wasn't there, but uh, she told me. So why bother coming to an evangelical church if you are not sending your kids to a Christian school? Just go to a Catholic church then. So we kind of heard that and... We didn't, we didn't change our mind. <laughs> we, we kept going to an evangelical church, but uh, you know, uh, Christian school is good, but uh, uh, you know, the, the Lord in the Bible says, you know, uh, raising your kids belongs to you, parents. Not the school, not the church, not everybody else, but the, the parents. And this was our conviction, Irene and I. So one day I was downtown here, uh, I was a young Christian, and I uh, was following uh, courses at the uh, Cégep du Vieux. And uh, one day I took uh, this guy, he was a street guy, like he, he lived in the street, and I, I brought him for a burger. And I was talking about church, and, and his answer to me was, you know, all those guys at church, they wear ties, they're a bunch of hypocrites. 
So I said, no, they're not all hypocrites because they wear a tie, you know? So in his way, in his own way, he was legalistic about uh, this. He had, a, he had a, his own view of things. So uh, whether it comes from the church or whether it comes from the world, there's always these, uh, these struggle there where we have to fight against these, these ideas that are not from the Bible. They're not from God. And I've got more examples here, but I'll pass them. You see those rules we make, whether they're written or uh, insinuated sometimes. They're not written anywhere, but you have to follow them. They were also strongly displayed around Jesus in his time. So he's not uh, here in our passage, that's what we see. And uh, he's not just dismissing them, but he's also reprimanding the people who are practicing them and try to impose them on, on us. Huh? So in his book, Mark portrays Jesus as a, a man of action. So uh, we see Jesus going to a play, from one place to another, uh, doing some healings and all, all sort of stuff like that, walking on the water. It's like always action-packed. Action, action huh? So his ministry is tense. We can see that uh, for the most part. There seems to be some quiet times uh, with his disciples. Uh, like we saw in chapter 6, he's got some time with them. And, uh, and we're going to see that in our passage, too. He's taking some time with them. And these times are always seems to be like teaching time for them. They need to learn a lot of things, even though they're walking with him all the time. So the, mo the most hostile ground uh, Jesus is encountering uh, in his uh, ministry is with the spiritual leaders. That's, that's uh, unfortunately the truth. But uh, all the Jewish faith leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the scribes were the one writing the laws. The Pharisees were the one following those laws. Uh, Pharisees could be a scribe too, but uh, that's, that's, they were the one writing those laws. And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, they wanted to uh, uh, confront Jesus all the time. In the book of Acts, uh, uh, chapter 4, verse 23, 28, Peter, while uh, citing the Psalm 2, He's right in saying that Israel, along with the rest of all the nations of the world, was destined to show hostility towards Jesus. That, that was their goal. Huh? Um, and they, they're not missing the point, the, the, uh, the appointment here. They're there and they show hostility to Jesus. They don't like to hear what he says about them because he's always rebuking them. So they have no love left for him. They hate him and they want him dead. That's what they want. So legalism often leads to abuse, and they finally will crucify Jesus. That's the end of uh, their story here. So in verse five, uh, 1 to 5, we see them coming and challenging Jesus with their traditions, which they noticed, uh, they, they took care of noticing, that the disciples were just not following them. So they probably sent some spies and look at the disciples, make sure you note what they are doing wrong, if they don't follow our rules and everything. And they come to Jesus and say, hey, um, Peter, John, and uh, uh, they're not following our rules there. Why not, you know? So they, they're, sure, they're making sure to notice that. And in their mind, they say to themselves and to Jesus, they should follow our traditions because all the Jews are following our traditions. If you look at verse 3, that's what it says. They were all following that. So those rules that the scribes did, 
uh, the, the scribes or the scripts, whatever, they, they, uh, they were implemented by the Pharisees and everybody in the nation was following them, almost. Eh? Well, that's what it means. So they, they were all washing their hands. They were all washing, coming back from the marketplace. It wasn't just for the priest or for the, the, the leaders. It was for everybody to follow. But you don't find that anywhere in the Bible, to wash your hands after you come back from the market or before you eat. It's a good habit. If your mom tells you that, that's a good habit, but not for a religious purpose, uh, cleanness. Huh? So, um, but, but they're not happy about that. So uh, washing your hands before you eat, that's, that was one of their rules, verse 3. Uh, before you're coming back from the mar market, verse 4, washing the cups, the pots, the coppers, and the couches. Sounds, sounds like COVID time almost, huh? Like uh, we're, we're, uh, we're experimenting that and we hate that. Huh? We, don't, we don't want to continue all our life like that. So uh, many other traditions also they were doing. One tradition that Jesus stresses here is, uh, is called uh, Korban in verse 11. We're going to talk about it uh, in a few minutes here. So the heart of the problem, verse 6 to 23, Jesus will give an answer to uh, the, those uh, people who come and see him, the leaders of, the, of Israel. He's listening to them, and it's kind of a pseudo wisdom. That's not wisdom. That's not the truth. That's only uh, uh, them trying to impose uh, uh, their way of seeing uh, uh, the way God works. Huh? But it's not right. And Jesus tells them. He's going to talk in those uh, verses. We're going to see uh, two things. Uh, we're going to see the symptoms of, uh, of the, their issue because they have an issue. And Jesus tells them. So we see, we're going to see the symptoms in verse 7 to 13. And we're going to see the cause also, verse 6 and 7, which is a passage that uh, Jesus uh, cites from the Old Testament. And verse 14 to 23, where he talks to the crowd and to the, the disciples and where you, you come up with a list of things uh, that uh, it's not a nice list to uh, put on your uh, uh, living room there. And usually we put the nicer list, not that one. So um, the symptoms first, verse 7 to 13, Jesus answers the leaders. So four times he's going to repeat the same thing in different ways. Uh, verse 7, verse 8, verse 9, and verse 13. Uh, first time he's going to cite it is he's going to cite it from Isaiah 29 verse 13. He's just taking a, a, a citation from the Old Testament. Uh, he's saying, "Well, uh, Isaiah was right in, in talking about you. Huh? He, he foresaw uh, you uh, by this passage. There, you are teaching as doctrines, as if they, it was the word of God. You're teaching uh, your commandment, commandment of man." Huh? making them equal and superior to God's uh, commandment. So growing in Quebec, that sounds familiar to us. Huh? We, we grew up in, uh, in a Catholic environment where there was a lot of man-made commandment or, and, and rules to follow if you want to be close to God or pleasing God. Verse 8 also, he's mentioning, mentioning it again. Uh, you leave or depart the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of man. Verse 9, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. Jesus being here, ironic here, he refers to the way of not honoring parents in order to follow a tradition of theirs called Korban. So verse 11, 
core ban. It's a, it's kind of a, a rule that says uh, that, he, that he says is is in direct conflict with the uh, the fifth uh, commandment in the Old Testament in uh, Exodus 20. So he's not happy about that, huh? and he mentioned that to them. So I'm going to read to you the, uh, the definition of korban according to Easton's Bible Dictionary. It means a gift or offering consecrated to God. Anything of, uh, over which this word korban was once pronounced was irrevocably dedicated to the temple. It allows them to find excuses for helping their parents by the device of pronouncing korban over their goods thus reserving them to their own selfish use. In other words, they created a loophole in the law so they can avoid their responsibilities towards their parents. I don't have any example for that. It's hard to, to uh, pinpoint exactly what they were doing, but it's like if they, uh, they had some uh, money or time that were, could have been dedicated to, to help their parents, but they take it, they, uh, they say, no, it's too, it belongs to the temple, to the Lord, but they use it for their own good. It's a little bit like this. So we can call all these men's tradition kind of a, a sophism or a idolatrous wisdom. It's, it's not wisdom from God. What, are they, what, what they are doing is enforcing, uh, it, it's completely at odds with God's commandment here. How do they get to that place? Uh, think about it. How do you get to a place where everything you, uh, you say, all the rules you're following, they're, they're, they're not just from the Bible. They're, they're away from God. Huh? How do you get to that place here? Some of us Christians are, um, are Christian for quite a while. Uh, and we had to resist the time and again the temptation to uh, becoming legalistics. Because it's in our human nature. We want to become... We wanna, uh, create rules. Uh, Sometimes uh, it begins with good intentions. We uh, create a rule to protect uh, the rule, for the, the, the law of God or the word of God. The, the word of God doesn't, doesn't need our protections, but we think it does. Eh? So we create rules and, and rules over rules over rules. We end up at, uh, completely at, uh, at odd with the word of God itself. Uh, the only instance God has uh, asked for hands to be washed is when the priest is about to offer sacrifices in the Old Testament, Exodus 30, verse 18 to 21. That's it. So that's it. There's no other places. But you see the Pharisees and the scribes, they impose that on themselves and on the, all the Jewish in the, in the nation. That's pretty strong for something that doesn't belong in the Bible there but they wash hands and impose it to all. That brings us to the cause of the, the problem here, verse 6 and verse 14 to 23. This is the heart of the problem. This is their heart, actually, the, 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 the cause here. Why do they have this habit of going away from God's word and create all sorts of man-made man rules? Why is a person becoming legalistic? Verse 6 their heart is far from me. We saw the symptoms, now we see the root of their problems. History repeats itself. So uh, the same thing, the same attitudes that was there in Isaiah's time when he spoke to the, the leaders of Israel, 
Well, Jesus meets it uh, again and again in his time. It's in full display there too. There lies the heart of their problem, their heart. It is not at the right place. It is far from the Lord's presence. They don't have a relationship with the Lord. Though they're the leaders of, the, of Israel, uh, spiritual, uh, spiritually speaking. All these man-made rules, they defeat the purpose. Look, look at, with me at Isaiah 29, verse 13. It's, it's, it's interesting to see that the way it is written is a bit different here. Uh, than what Jesus cites in, the, uh, in his passage there. So uh, whether he's paraphrasing, I don't know, or he's using a different version, because there, there, there was the Hebrew version, there was the Greek version of the Old Testament. Uh, I don't really, I, I couldn't pinpoint that, that here, but, uh, but he is the word himself. So whether he's using it there differently or the same way that Isaiah spoke it, doesn't really matter to me anyway. Uh, in in uh, verse 7, Jesus says, In vain do they worship me. But in the uh, Isaiah passage there, uh, the last part of the verse, 13, chapter 29, their fear of me, he talks about. Instead of worship, he talks about fear of God. It's interesting that uh, the beginning of wisdom is fear, according to uh, Proverb 8, I believe. So, uh, and Jesus says, teaching as doctrines the commandment of man, and Isaiah says, a commandment taught by man. And uh, the, either way, whether you take in the, in, in the Old Testament or it, where Jesus says it in the New Testament, both versions are very good to expose the symptoms here of the, the, the problem they have, like a bad doctrine, and the cause also, a bad heart. They replace God's commandment by their, theirs because their heart is far, far from God. Now in verse 14 to 15, Jesus is going to turn, turn away from, uh, from the, uh, the Pharisees and the, the scribes, and he's going to talk to the crowd again. So he was probably talking to them before the, he was interrupted by uh, the leaders, and now he's turning to them again for the next few uh, verses we're going to see there. Hear me, he says, all of you, and understand. These leaders are wrong. Nothing outside of man that, by going into him, defiles him. You can't you, you can poison the, your body with bad food, but, but you can't poison your soul. That's not true. So rather, what comes out of a man, that is what defiles him. Basically, that's what he's telling them. Little anecdote here, I'm not sure if you noticed in your uh, version, ESV version, there's no verse 16. There's only a verse 16 in the Darby version. I, uh, maybe others, but I, I, I didn't, I looked for a few versions, but there's no verse 16. So, and the Darby uh, verse 16, here's what it says. It's a little bit of a repetition of verse 14. Um, where he says, it says, if any uh, one have ears to hear, let him hear. So I'm not sure, I, I couldn't find any uh, uh, text talking about why it's missing. Probably it's some in, in some manuscripts, but some, not in some others. And Darby decided to put it there. So, but it's kind of strange that it, we're missing a verse in our version there. So verse 17 to 23, the disciples find themselves alone with uh, Jesus again. They have a few more questions. For them, this is pretty hard to swallow. Uh, the fact that uh, everything that was, that was taught to them by the, their elders is, not, is wrong. 
I mean, they, they, are, they have a hard time to understand that, even though they walked with Jesus quite, for quite a while. And Jesus, he's concerned by that, says, how come you don't understand? You know, after everything I taught you, you're, you're still don't understand what I meant. Huh? But the disciples and the apostles, they had, they had a hard time with this. They, even if you look in the book of Acts, um, after quite a bit, uh, even uh, with all the examples they had from Jesus, they, they, uh, it was hard for them to move away from uh, the traditions of the elders towards what Jesus wanted them to uh, follow. Huh? That was tough for them. Um, so Jesus repeats to them again, same thing he, t- he told to the crowd. He, he says, uh, what's, what's coming from the, the, the heart, this is what uh, defies a, a man, not what's coming from his plate. There's nothing that comes from a plate that will defile a man. So, uh, and he adds, a, he adds the famous list to this. Uh, I found 13 uh, items. Some say there's only 12, I'm not sure. But uh, uh, it's quite of a, 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 a tough list to listen and to think of it when you, when you look at it. So we'll come back to that list in a few seconds, but I'd like you to look at uh, verse, uh, verse 19b for a moment. Uh, just this little uh, insert that Mark puts on his own. Like, it's not Jesus' words, uh, but he says uh, on his own, uh, on his own, from his own will, he says, uh, thus he, Jesus, most likely, declared all foods good or clean. That's kind of a, an interesting way. Uh, John, uh, Mark probably took that from, uh, from all the, the teaching he received from uh, Peter or the, or the apostles. Remember Peter when he saw the, 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 the sheets coming to him in the book of Acts uh, a few times because he was hard to understand, like with all sorts of unclean uh, things to, to eat. Uh, probably he remembers that and, uh, and also guided by the Holy Spirit because he's, a, he's a, an author of the New Testament, of the Bible. He comes out with this. He says, all, cle- all food is clean. That's what Jesus wa- wants to say here. So... That's, that's interesting because it, it departs from, uh, from everything that was taught by the, uh, the, the people of Israel and, and also almost uh, from the, the Old Testament. Does that mean that uh, all the ceremonial laws are, are to be abandoned or nullified in the Old Testament? Well, I'm not going to talk about that here, but, uh, but that's an interesting question. And my take on it is uh, I, I suppose it makes sense because... Uh, put side by, by side with the following list of things that comes from the heart that we're going to just read in a few seconds. No food is of any match to defile a man like this. You know? Like if I read you the list here and you compare that to the good meals that's, that's cooking uh, in your pots these days, uh, there's, there's no comparison here. Evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, Murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness, all these evil things, as opposed to food, they defile a person. And it's not an exhaustive list. There's more. We, we can, if we read the, uh, 
the apostles or the, the epistles, we find more and more items in that list. But, I mean, even just this here, that's kind of a, a, a big list to uh, chuckle with, to, to look at here. Huh? So, um, in conclusion, what should we do? How can we stay away from these evil things? And how to avoid falling into the traditions of man-made rules that brings us further and further from God? You can ask yourself the question, have I let, let man-made rules leading me instead of God's word? Have I steered people in that direction with me? About the list, we can certainly work at it. There is a lot of practical instruction in the, in the New Testament alone uh, for us. Galatians 5 verse 1, stand firm. Galatians 5 16, walk by the Spirit. 2 Peter chapter, chapter 1 verse 5 to 8, make every effort. Luke chapter 9 verse 23, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. And so many other instructions we can follow to make sure that we don't fall into those, those things there. But above all things, remaining close to God is the best way to, uh, to avoid falling into these evil things or falling into uh, rules and commandments that are away from God. We have to acknowledge that everything comes from Him. We have to walk by faith. Uh, we have to uh, recognize that uh, holiness comes from Him, not from us trying to be holy. It comes from Him. He is the one cleaning our heart first and keeping it clean daily. Like we saw in uh, the chapter 6, last verses of chapter 6 uh, in Mark, uh, who's the one who's uh, making people well? That's Jesus. He's the one healing. And he's the one also changing our heart. Like Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 talks about a new heart that the Lord is going to give us. And uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. So that comes from God first. And he's the one keep, uh, keeping us clean. I like this uh, passage uh, in Luke verse, chapter 18, verse 10, uh, where uh, we see the Pharisee, uh, Pharisee uh, with uh, the, collect the tax collector side by side, both praying. And, and you know which one is pleasing God. Huh? Not the one who's self-righteous, but the one who's, uh, whose uh, heart is close to, the, to God because he's humbled by his sin. Psalm 51, verse 17 says, A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. I'll ask Natalie to come for a song. Uh, uh, and the psalm is uh, based on Psalm 51, verse 10 to 12, by Keith Green. It's called Creating Me a Clean Heart. And I'll uh, come after to uh, conclude uh, with a word of prayer.
you for this uh, passage uh, in Mark. Um, some passages are more uh, exciting and where we see miracles and stuff like that, but uh, this one is about uh, Jesus uh, confronting these uh, leaders, and he doesn't like what he sees, and uh, we don't want to be uh, seeing like that by you neither, Lord. We just want to be uh, following your word closely, close enough that uh, you like it, Lord. You like to see that in our lives. You like, uh, you like that uh, we, uh, we trust your word, that we, we stick close to you humbly, and uh, that we understand your teaching. You like when we don't have stuff to your law, uh, because it's, it's perfect, it's complete, and you, you, you're offended by that because you know it's damaging for us and uh, for the people around us too. So help us today to understand that and to uh, just to talk about it with uh, our family and uh, our spouse, our kids, and uh, make sure that uh, we check these ones off that uh, are not from you, and that we checked, check on these ones that are from you, Lord. Uh, these rules, these laws, and we wanna, we wanna fear you, we wanna worship you, and if we do so, we don't have to fear anything else.